Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us here on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, a now advanced certified paralegal calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan, where I work as a paralegal at Running Wise and Ford. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor, and I publish a weekly e-zine titled Paralegal Strategies. More information is available at paralegalmentor.com. And I'm Lynn DeVenny. I'm a North Carolina State Bar Certified Paralegal employed by a small plaintiff's litigation firm, Elliot Pishko Morgan, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I also blog for the paralegal profession at Practical Paralegalism. Here in the Paralegal Voice, we discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you our thoughts with help from our fantastic guests. And today we're proud to have sponsors like Terrace, and that's spelled T-E-R-I-S. Terrace, as you may know, offers a full suite of litigation support services. Today, we have an unbelievably great guest. We are just so thrilled to have Erin Brockovich. That's right, the real Erin Brockovich. She doesn't really need an introduction, but what you may not know about Erin is that she grew up in Kansas, the youngest child of an industrial engineer and a journalist. Fast forward to 1990, and Erin, divorced and the mother of three children, found herself injured in a car accident. She hired a California law firm, Masri and Vitido, to handle the accident case. Little did she know that would be a huge turning point in her life and become the beginning of her life's work. Many of you have seen the movie, Erin Brockovich. I I know it's my favorite movie. Uh, The movie picks up with Erin getting a job with the law firm, and working for attorney Ed Masry. Here's just a short string of clips from the movie about what Aaron did for the people of Hinkley, California, uncovering serious medical problems as a result of PG&E's contamination of the water supply. I'm smart, I'm hardworking, and I'll do anything, and I'm not leaving here without a job. Don't make me beg. In a law firm, you may want to rethink your wardrobe a little. Well, as long as I have one ass instead of two, I'll wear what I like, if that's all right with you. You might want to rethink those ties. Why are there medical records and blood samples in real estate files? Would you mind if I investigate this a little further? What makes you think you can just walk in there and find what we need? Exavalent chromium can be very harmful. So it kills people. Oh, yeah. You're a lawyer? Hell no. I hate lawyers. I just work for them. We're going to have to spend a little time filling in the holes in your research. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot, okay? I think we got off on the wrong foot here. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and ugly shoes. You're emotional. You're erratic. You make this personal, and it isn't. That is my work, my sweat, my time away from my kids. If that's not personal, I don't know what is. We're going to get them here, aren't we? They're all signed. Every single one of them. How did you do this? Seeing as how I have no brains or legal expertise, I just went up there and performed 634 sexual favors. I'm really quite tired. $20 million is more money than these people have ever dreamed of. 
These people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20. By the way, we had that water brought in special for you folks. Aaron Brockovich is now a global speaker, has appeared in TV series, news programs, and is known as an environmental crusader. But she really is an advocate for awareness, the truth, and a person's right to know. She is president of the consulting firm Brockovich Research and Consulting, and also works for two law firms, Girardi and Keese on the West Coast, and Weitz and Luxembourg on the East Coast. And she does consulting work for Shine Lawyers in Sydney, Australia. Thanks, Erin, so very much for making time to join us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you all? We're fine. Good. (laughs) I'm good, too. Good. We're good to go. I always laugh when I hear the introductions again and some of the lines from the movie. They do make me laugh. Erin, we know that you had such a passion for that case in Hinckley, California. There you were working for a law firm for the first time, and I think you started as a file clerk. Um, What was it like when you discovered what was happening, when you just really for the first time realized how serious this was? Um, You know, that's one of those things, you know, when you get involved in something, you're not always really looking at what you're doing, and then 10 years down the road, hindsight becomes such a great thing, and you know, for me, my work in Hinckley when I first began was, you know, I, as you said earlier, I was born and raised in Kansas, and I had a, a great sense of the value of people and their families and their health and water and the air. And I wasn't really thinking at all that this was going to turn into the huge litigation and the movie and everything that it did. I was just really focused on the fact and intrigued that um, all these people, and unbeknownst to each other, they were sharing the same problems, but they didn't know it, that, you know, they were telling me outlandish stories of, you know, green water, who hears of green water, and waking up as farmers and their cows and their herds have hundreds of tumors all over their body. And, you know, dogs who drink the water that run around in circles and ram their head into a tree till they drop dead. To what was happening to the people, to the, the frogs. I'd go by a swimming pool and the frogs that jumped in the pool would die. I mean, I became very observant of what was happening around me. And I thought, well, you know, there's just, there's something wrong. I think a, a real sense of common sense kicked in for me, and I became just very intrigued and very curious, and I kept going. And when something didn't make sense to me, I would ask questions of my father, who's an engineer, or I'd try to research it myself, and if it didn't match, you know, I kind of went with that guttural feeling that something is wrong. And, And that's really the process that was happening for me out there. It wasn't about the law. It wasn't about the scientists. It was about these really nice people. And something was wrong. And I needed to do whatever I could, no matter the outcome, to try and help find what was wrong and be a a hand to hold, um, a person to listen to, a shoulder to cry on, and and help somebody through a bad time. Well, Erin, you you really have followed the path that that you set out for a long time ago in Kansas. But uh, your work in legal cases is recognized around the world, and it emphasizes 
Uh, actually, the work that paralegals do behind the scenes to assist lawyers in bringing matters to the court system. And we'd like to hear a little more about that. Well, you know, it's very true. I mean, you know, I was far from the lone warrior in Hinckley, California. I'm not the lone warrior on any case that I'm involved in. It really is an interesting, collective, phenomenal team effort that starts with uh, an office staff person, a paralegal, uh, to somebody answering the phone, to the attorney, to judges, and I absolutely believe that had any one of us been out of step, it might not have been the same outcome. And and so I encourage paralegals, you are a part of a really important process. And sometimes we won't necessarily open up a file or maybe extend ourselves because we feel maybe we shouldn't or maybe we've been labeled because we're not the attorney or we're not the expert that maybe we shouldn't look into something. And, and I completely disagree because I think that that paralegal behind the scenes knows more and will have more contact with people that can pick up on stuff. And I encourage them to not be afraid to go outside of the box, not be afraid to, to put yourself out there, not to, to, you know, because you want to try to, to be an attorney or you have any other agenda, but just simply because as, as a human being in a job that can be closely connected to, to people and litigations that can change and transform the outcome of somebody else's life, I really encourage them, and you—you uh, you have all the respect, and um, you know, cheerleaders telling you go outside that box, uh, read an extra book, open an extra file. Do not be afraid to ask questions because you can make a difference, not only to yourself and to to your law firm, but to another human being that that really needs some help. And listening to you talk, Erin, about going outside the box, I think, you know what, go inside the box, too, just like you did with that real estate file and dig. Um, there's been times, you know, when I've stumbled across that one piece of paper that certainly didn't result in a $333 million settlement, but it still changed somebody's life. Absolutely. So your advice is, is right on, and I think a lot of paralegals are going to be inspired when they hear this. Um, we hear a lot about companies quote unquote, going green. So why are we still seeing so many cases of corporations being irresponsible with environmental dumping? Well, you know, that's a really good question. And I think that what's happening here um, and something that does concern me about companies going green, when we talk about companies going green, what's happening, in my opinion, in my perspective, because I'm a foot soldier out there all across the globe, and I'm watching from almost, you know, a an observer's, you know, position, what, what's happening, is we recognize that emissions and things need to change, um, that we're looking at the global warming. And so companies are making strides for the future to, to change that. And that is a good thing. That's a great beginning. But what I'm afraid is happening is what's gone on the past 30, 40 years that's caught up with us today, if we don't move parallel as we go into the future and address the contamination that we have in place today, everything we want will be for naught. 
because the water will continually be contaminated, the soil is going to continually be contaminated, people are clearly going to continually be exposed, we're clearly going to have, you know, a public health and safety issue, and nothing's going to change. And so all these years where we haven't been conscious of this, where we haven't necessarily been regulated or, you know, regulatory agencies have failed because they're understaffed and they're underfunded and because when we do set these rules and regulations, they're really never enforced, so companies get away with it. Um, We've created a huge problem and a lot of contamination. And we've got, what, 1,200 Superfund sites in the United States alone today that aren't being cleaned up? We have to address those problems right today. I think it's fantastic that companies are looking into the future so they have better technology. But we have got to address how we are going to clean up and get rid of the contamination all over this planet that is in place today that nobody's doing anything about. And companies have an opportunity to come forward and and make that change for us as they sit there with plenty of staff, lots of technology, and lots of funding. And that's something that, that I would like to see and clearly is going to have to happen. And then, you know, uh, litigation uh, is, is the thing that seems to kickstart them, and these people need somebody to come in and defend them and protect their properties and clean their waters and so they can have a better tomorrow. And... Um, there's plenty of it out there. Matter of fact, it, it concerns me. There's, there's so much that sometimes I sit back and I think, I don't even know if there are enough law firms that could get out there at, at a force and get to and address and clean up all of the issues that we have. Aaron, this is Vicki, and we're going to pause for a quick break now. But when we come back, we want to find out a lot more about what keeps Aaron Brockovich so positive in all of these efforts. Terrace is a full-service litigation support solution provider that works with law firms and Fortune 500 companies to provide consultation-based solutions, state-of-the-art technologies, and experienced project management. Terrace understands the unique demands and processes required during litigation. Our clients spend less time and money through all phases of case management. Discover how our streamlined suite of litigation support services can help you save time, increase accuracy, and drive savings. For more information, call 877-99-TERRACE or visit terrace.com. That's T-E-R-I-S. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for a free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code PV for a 25% discount. Welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and with me is my co-host, Lynn Devenny. One quick program note. We'd like to suggest that you subscribe to The Paralegal Voice. The price is certainly right. It's free. You can do that by either going to the Legal Talk Network 
at LegalTalkNetwork.com or subscribe to the program in the podcast directory of iTunes. That way you'll get each new edition automatically without having to search for it. Our guest today is Aaron Brockovich. Aaron, you've been an inspiration to so many people, and what we're wondering is where does your extreme optimism comes from? How do you sustain it? Uh, you know, sometimes that's a really good question. You know, <laughs> I guess I laugh because I'm not always as composed as one might think, but then again, if you watch the film, you would clearly see that I'm not always composed. Um, I do get frustrated, um, you know, uh, and I, I think that I just allow myself to do that. I, I try not to get myself overwhelmed. And when I am, I kind of scale back. You said something very interesting earlier when I was talking about thinking outside the box, and you said get inside the box. And what I have to do is get back inside of myself and recheck my, my values, my morals, if my head and my heart and my gut are all in sync. And and kind of re-motivate and re-energize myself, and it's something that, that I have to do a lot or I get overwhelmed. And to, to not let the, how big that the issue is in front of you overwhelm you and scale it back to you, get yourself back in control, and realize that one step at a time, one person at a time, one voice at a time, then collectively all of us, we can affect change. And to to know that it's time-consuming, to know that you won't have the answer necessarily tomorrow. But if you keep at it, eventually, always, the truth comes out. People will know. Keep your awareness going. And um, take care of yourself and know why you're doing what you do. And every step of the way can make a difference for somebody else, uh, not only today, but tomorrow as well. And just don't get overwhelmed. Uh, I do that, and, and I've learned how to teach myself to come back inside of myself and clear my thoughts and get myself organized, my priorities straight again, and then it's easy for me the next day to go back out and go at it again. When you talk about this with such a passion, and there's so many paralegals that get into the legal field to make a difference, and also, the economy is pretty tough, so it sounds like um, environmental law is a growing field. And I know that a lot of the paralegals listening to this program are going to want your thoughts on or suggestions as to how they can get into the area of environmental law. Um, should they pursue a specific uh, degree or major or there are certain areas of the country um, that would be good places to, to look for work in this area. Uh, basically, what, how would you suggest that they get their feet in the door if they're wanting to go to work for one of these firms doing this kind of work? Well, you know, I think there's a, a lot of ways you can do that. Um, you know, you can go online. I think a lot of attorneys uh, have, have been doing more things online so you can see who, because some of them specialize in environmental issues and some don't. And um, it, just make it your business to find out what firms are specializing in the, that field and particularly environmental issues. Don't be afraid to use, you know, the Internet is a great thing, man. I can, I can just sit here all day long and, and start finding out all kinds of information about, you know, in a good way, about things that are going on. And so um, if you want to go to law school, I know there's quite a few phenomenal law schools out there that specialize in environment. Um, I, again, going online, um, 
uh, talking to people. That's something that we don't do that I have found out is actually very fascinating. But more often than not, we just don't even ask questions of somebody because we don't want to be perceived as, you know, being silly or asking a stupid question. But don't be afraid to talk to people in the business world uh, that may know of somebody in the field that, that can lead you in a way you want to go. Um, also, there's a lot of, you know, terrific environmental working group, for example, out of Washington, D.C., um, you know, water keepers. They have um, agencies and, and grassroots agencies all over the United States that is a good starting place for you to, to get in and get your feet wet, look at all the environmental issues. Don't be afraid to even just begin in your own community by using um, a freedom of information and you might actually start uncovering a situation that, unbeknownst to anybody else, is going on that you, that you personally could hand carry um, to a law firm or to an agency and, and open up that, that subject and that process and that ability for you to continue to do work. So make a job for yourself and, and create it and put yourself out there and do some research and get some facts and ask some questions and uh, you might be surprised what doors open. Right. And Aaron, I, th- I think that tip to, to make a job for yourself is, is really right on for paralegals. They can't just sit back and you know, do their job every day. They really need to, to really get into the meat of what's going on. Absolutely. Now, we- make it your business to read a file. That's exactly what I did. And, and uh, we, we often think, you know, that somebody else is going to catch it. But, but don't think that. You can be the one to catch it. So make it your job, and it is your job, and make it your business, and you're not doing anything wrong, to to look at the bottom of the box and read every single file. And don't close a file just thinking that, you know, the attorney or somebody else might catch it. And right. um, I think that that's really very important. And, and what happens, too, is also a process where you become educated about what's happening. And, and you may have a guttural instinct for something that somebody else is missing, and you can really be the one that can carry the ball. And so make it your job, make it your business to get involved. Right. Now, we know that you're involved with an initiative to affect change in the number of toxic chemicals, many of which are found just right in our kitchen cabinets. So I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about the Million Baby Crawl. Well, the Million Baby Crawl is a online grassroots initiative, and it's targeted for mothers, but I don't want to leave out fathers because there are fathers at home, and, and quite, you know, obviously the male and the father, it can be a, a huge part of, of what happens in our home. So I encourage all parents to get involved, but its idea is to target moms who are home with their children to move forward on a campaign that we want to introduce to legislation called the, the Kid Safe Chemical Act. And what it's designed to do is overhaul the Toxic Substance Control Act, which nobody's ever done really anything with. There's been no reform on it since its inception in 1976. And what a lot of people don't know is that of the 80,000 chemicals that are out on the market, and many of them are finding their way into our everyday household products, that the EPA has only tested 200 of those chemicals. And this Kids Safe Act is designed to get them to, to step up to the plate, take this Toxic Substance Control Act seriously, and 
regulate and monitor these chemicals before they even get onto the market that can harm our children. And it's also designed to create awareness for mothers, you know, about what's in our products. Um, They need to take control of that again, and they need to, to read the labels, and they need to know what these chemicals are because not all of us respond to chemicals in the same way. You know, elderly respond differently. Babies clearly respond differently. Children in the home who have autoimmune problems or who have asthma problems, we, unbeknownst, may take a cleaning product out and spray down our counters that could set off a deadly asthma attack. Um, In 2005, the CDC had done a study that the second leading cause of um, accidental deaths in children next to car accidents was poisoning in the home. So we want to carry this bill so we can get better regulations of what these chemicals are and get them caught before they get into our products and affect our children and their future. And it's a grassroots online initiative, and I like that because it gets to the mother. Listen, nobody knows what goes on in their home and their child and their child's health better than that mother. And she can take control again. And by being a part of this initiative, I know, see, you may think that your one signature doesn't make a difference, but yes, it does, because that one signature can turn and spill over into a momentum to another, and then another, and then another. So when one voice becomes 5 and 10 and 50 and 500 and 5,000 and 50,000, we are heard loud and clear, and change can begin. Erin, you are an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me. I know you're an inspiration to our audience. Um, I think on behalf of everybody, I'd just like to thank you uh, both for your work in the area of environmental law and the uh, the contribution you've made to the paralegal and legal assistant profession just to, to show the world how much of the, um, how important the behind the scene players are to, to a good outcome, to client care and case development. And I just want to say thank you. Oh, well, you know, um, again, it, my pleasure and, uh, It's a labor of love, and and I just want to encourage all of us, you know, to to be empowered by, you know, just by making choices. It's that simple. We have a say in our future. So by by anyone making a choice to say, you know, I am a part of this team, and and I am going to step up to the plate on this, and that's what makes it work. It isn't ever about any just one person, but all of us collectively um, making that choice, and wanting to affect and, and see change. And so I, I encourage them to um, step up to that plate and uh, go get them because you do make a difference. You, you've maybe just forgotten that you have, and you are a crucial part of any law firm's team. Hey, Aaron, thanks for that reminder, and thanks for also spending time with us today. We really well, appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate having you. It's been so interesting having Aaron Brockovich with us. There are a lot of folks out there who are listening, and if you want more information about Aaron and what she's doing, go to her blog at brockovichblog.com. There's also more information about her at legaltalknetwork.com as well. If you have questions, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. We're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. Stay tuned. 
monitor live depositions from anywhere with West Live Note real time. Observe every hesitation, every sidelong glance, and every drop of sweat from the deponent. You and other team members can privately instant message with the deposing attorney. You can act as second chair and annotate your live transcript. Look up facts and definitions, find conflicting testimony, and even offer suggestions for the line of questioning. All live. For more information about West Live Note, call 1 800 762 5272 or visit livenote.com. Nala means professional. Nala offers classroom and web based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And Nala's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. Nala works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why Nala means professional at www.nala.org. A video settlement documentary is a powerful tool. It can turn your plaintiff's case into money at the settlement table. Call the professionals at Skyways Communications at 781-551-9960 to find out more. Well, Lynn, today I'm recovering from jet lag because I've just returned from a wonderful trip to Australia. And I've also been busy with the release of my latest project, the Virtual Paralegal Interview Series, which is a four-CD set that offers nearly five hours of tips and strategies for launching a virtual paralegal business. And if listeners are interested, there's more information about that at paralegalmentor.com. And today my practice tip is uh, really centers around a blog post that I wrote recently, and it's received a lot of attention. It was titled, uh, Is One File at a Time Realistic? And I discuss strategies to keep work from piling up so that we're not working in those awful layers and a file after file after file. And one good suggestion is to take only as much of the file as you need to get your work done. You know, you really don't need the whole red rope file to schedule depositions or schedule independent medical evaluations. Or, you know, if you're summarizing a a deposition transcript, you only need the transcript. So um, then you can read more about that at paralegalmentorblog.com. And I'm assuming you have a social media tip? I do. I am going to encourage all of you out there that still haven't checked out Twitter to just play with it a little bit as a learning tool. Don't worry about using it for conversational purposes or developing a mass following like Alyssa Milano, Uh, but just try using one of the multi-column Twitter applications like TweetDeck or Hootsuite. Pick a couple of people that are uh, tweeting about things that interest you. Uh, Add search columns for things like bankruptcy, e-discovery, or Persian cats, if that's your thing. And just follow the information uh, stream. Check in once in a while and see what's going on. Um, I think you're going to be surprised at the value of Twitter for real-time news and informational links. And that's about all the time we have today for The Paralegal Voice. Uh, Don't forget to check out our show notes on our respective blogs, theparalegalmentor.com and practicalparalegalism.com. This is Vicki Voison. And this is Lynn DeVenny. Thanking you all for joining us today and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. Thanks for listening to the Paralegal Voice. 
with Linda Venny and Vicki Voigson. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.